talking a little bit about the Cold Spring Farm where I left off on the last tape. Difficult uh, as I drive to and from work in the dark, at least to work at this point, to tell when the tape is going to run out. So frequently, the thought process ends right in the middle of of a tape and I will try to watch this a little more carefully so as to make a more logical pausing point at the end of the tape. But as I finished off the other night, I was talking about the Cold Spring Farm and some of the activities that took place out there as a youngster. I remember, and I started to explain this, driving back and forth to Malta with Uncle Mullen Anderson. He would let me drive the truck on occasion. It was always a lot of fun to go with. He would let me take the 22 along, and we would usually shoot rabbits as we returned from Malta if it was dark. The rabbits would jump out in front of the headlights and Uncle Mullen would pull the truck up and stop and we would take a shot or two and every once in a while would hit one. And that was great fun. Uncle Mullen always liked to get away from it all, I think, and get out on the farm. He'd get into Malta there and would drop off a load of wheat and then we'd drive into the little community a couple of blocks away from the elevator and he would buy him two or three bottles of beer and he would drink those very slowly as we returned back to the Cold Spring Farm and that's when he would usually let me drive and that I remember very vividly. I remember too a little red pickup that we had out on the farm, as I mentioned on an earlier tape, was a 1950 Ford. And I would drive it quite a bit. Uh, again, I was only probably 10, 11, 12 years old. But we would shoot at Sage Hen quite frequently out on the farm too. And just every once in a while, someone would hit one. Normally, Dad would take a shotgun along or something and and uh, bring one down with a shotgun and we'd take it home to the to the Cold Spring Farm home there, the ranch house, and pick the feathers out, clean it up, and someone would cook it up for supper and they really did taste quite, quite good. The little house out there, as I remember, was uh, really something as I think back on it. It was a two-bedroom two shack with about one, there must have been three to four beds in the one room where everyone slept during the harvest time. Had a kitchen area and uh, another little room which had a bed in it and also served as a storage room. And like I say, we would leave Newton real early in the morning and get out there about noon or one o'clock in the afternoon, throw our bags down, go out, 
fuel up the tractor and away we'd go for the rest of the day and then we'd move in that evening. One thing I remember very vividly is being out there with my younger sister and mother and we would jump on the beds in this one giant room and the ceiling in the house had kind of a cork type I don't know that it was cork I guess it was some sort of a fabricated insulation type thing that you could hit very easily by jumping from one bed to the other and I remember having contests wherein we would start at one end of the room and jump and see if we could hit the ceiling come down and jump up again and then jump from bed to bed to bed and we would do that just as long as mother would let us get away with it and then she would close us down but I remember that experience and I remember being placed in a giant tub out there and being washed up and cleaned by my mother as a youngster. And what we would do, we had a coal stove that would be filled with wood and coal and water would be heated on it. And we would, this was before the Coleman stove even, and we would, uh, warm up a little bit of water to mix with the cold water and, and have lukewarm bathing water uh, and we would be bathed every once in a while. Again, this was way back when, when I was even younger, probably seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that area. On a couple of summers, I remember Curtis Dowdle and, and I went out to the farm. Curtis was a, a friend of mine who grew up also in Newton. And we would go out, he and I, and spend four or five days at the farm each summer. One particular year that he and I were out there together, we rigged up a shower type affair that had been rigged up years before and abandoned. And what it was was a 55-gallon barrel wired to the side of the old shed with a spigot in it and a... Uh, garden hose type affair to let the water sprinkle out and we filled that with water bucket at a time and uh, had our, our shower but as I mentioned there were many pleasant memories out there on the, on the farm I remember sitting uh, as I mentioned once before to the side of my dad on that tractor with a TD14 International, I'll never forget it, sitting on the toolbox and riding around the fields, mainly pulling the rod weeders for hours and hours and hours. And basically the reason that I went to the farm at times other than harvest, I believe was to simply give dad a little bit of company because none of the other partners uh, were available to to go out to the Cold Spring Farm. Most of them had other property in Newton and needed to be there to farm. Our small farm in Newton didn't amount to an awful lot. We only had 60 or 70 acres there. And once the crops were in, the work was pretty well done. Plus, my older brothers, Milton and Tom, could pretty well handle the work at home. 
somebody had to go to the Cold Spring Farm, and like I mentioned, most of the time it was Dad. And I, as I grew a little older, disliked having to go out under those pretenses. But on occasion, my dad would let me drive the tractor. Uh, I can remember one time running into a giant rock as we were out rod weeding, and we unhooked the weeders and uh, pulled out a chain and hooked it out to this rock. And my dad let me drive the tractor, pulling the rock out of the field, and that was exciting. Every once in a while, he would let me touch the controls or do something, and uh, that kind of rejuvenated my desire for being out there on the farm. I guess I must admit that I did make for the summers to pass very quickly as a youngster by keeping busy out there. As I grew older, uh, it was more and more difficult to twist my arm to get me to go. And by the time I was an early teenager, I didn't go. I would find myself a job in Newton and uh, would try to stick with it. One particular year, I remember working for Grant Larson, who had a farm in Newton, quite a few acres of ground, and we farmed there. He also had a farm up in Grace, or near Grace, Idaho, and he took me up there uh, for three or four days at one point. And I remember that must have been when I was about a sophomore or junior in high school, because I really disliked leaving. There was just too much to do uh, around Newton with the girls to chase after and the uh, boys to have a good time with and an automobile to be working on and to fix up and to clean and to make look nice to impress whomever as we would go to Logan and uh, drive up and down the main street there. When I was a junior in high school, attended North Cache High School up in Richmond, Utah. I guess it was that year that uh, I spent the summer with Pauline and Kay back in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. They, at the time, were living in the home that belonged to Governor George Romney. They were living in the basement of that home, and they invited me back. And as I remember back now, I think I know why I was sent back to Michigan. I was going steady with a girl, getting quite serious with her. And I think my mother saw the writing on the wall and in her infinite wisdom sent me back there to get me away from it all. So anyway, I spent the summer back there working for uh, Michigan Bank, doing maintenance work, cutting lawns, painting, cleaning, etc etc and it was an enjoyable summer uh, Sarah Sue came back towards the latter half of the time frame and we did a lot of things together and had enjoyable time but anyway while I was there I purchased my first major automobile <coughs> which was a 1958 Chevy Impala convertible black in color. Oh, 
forget that car. It was a, it was a real beauty. After I purchased it, I had a new top installed. Or maybe it was just the back window in the top. The car was in really fine shape. But Sarasu and I drove in that car cross-country back to Utah. As we returned home to go back to school that fall, I remember Sarasu and I traded off driving responsibilities, and I can remember one experience we had in that she was driving along with her shoes off. And again, I must have been maybe 17 and Sue 16, I guess, at the time. Must have just barely had her driver's license. But she was being pulled over by a, a patrolman. And as she was pulling over, she seemed to get in mind the fact that you had to have shoes on to be driving a car. And did a couple of reckless-looking maneuvers, apparently. Got the patrolman all excited. Most of the time I was asleep as this was taking place, but I was awakened and uh, it was kind of a fun little experience. Sarasu was extremely frightened at what had happened. But we made it back uh, in two or three days from the Detroit area and it was kind of a fun trip across the country. There were years in there that particular time frame uh, around Christmas time that we did travel back to Michigan and spent some time with Pauline and Kay. I remember one time going back with uh, our family in the family automobile. And I remember one time going after I had returned from my Michigan, uh, going back on the train. And we had lots of pleasant experiences back with Pauline and Kay as they were living in Michigan. Again, let me switch subjects a little bit and talk about some activities that are happening now. Last night, the night before, Kathy and I have been putting fruit up. This year is a productive year for there being lots of fruit in the area. And Kathy has really been putting her shoulder to the wheel and getting a lot accomplished. The last two or three days she has juiced apples, made apple juice. We've uh, done grapes. Over the weekend we went up the canyon, we picked elderberries, we've done those. The other night I stopped and picked up 90 some odd pounds of tomatoes and we've been doing chili sauce and stewed tomatoes and our storage area is pretty well full. In fact, we're out of bottles at this point. I guess the canning fever or the act of canning is something that gets into your blood. I'm sure Kathy's mother put fruit up and vegetables as she was a young lady and the tradition kind of hang, hangs on. I remember my mother every fall doing a lot of fruit, beans and cherries, peaches, tomatoes, 
blueberries, lots and lots of different things. Every year in the fall, it was, I've got to go do this and pick that type of fruit, or we need to run to Brigham City to buy some peaches or whatever. And as a youngster, we ate very well. My mother was an outstanding cook, and as I mentioned, she put up a lot of fruit, made a lot of items from scratch. And uh, as I think back on it, and I think about how difficult it was to obtain money, we weren't well off, and I can remember arguments that my mother and father had about <coughs> mother needing more money to go to the grocery store to, to purchase food. And uh, she, I guess, felt the need for that and other things to the point where she did begin to work and worked for a number of years at Cache Valley Dairy over in Amalga. And I think that's how most of the food <coughs> was put on the table at that particular time in our life. The Cold Spring Farm didn't produce basketfuls of money, so <coughs> both did pitch in and work. But we didn't lack for things. Dad was the type of guy who was kind of difficult at times to work with, and when something new was needed, an argument most likely occurred to convince him that, yes, a new pair of shoes is in order or whatever. Mother, on the other hand, was different than that. She received the needs and she budgeted such that we were given the things that we felt were needed and uh, no argument or ifs, ands, or buts were, were presented. Growing up in Newton was a fun experience, I guess, as I look back on it. I attended elementary school there in Newton, and as I grew older, we were bused from Newton to Smithfield for junior high school and later to Richmond for high school. We lived in the southeastern part of, of the town there in Newton, and we had a home, an old rock house that had a couple of bedrooms and was later built on too. And I remember the building on phase. I must have been only eight or nine years old. We added a living room, a new improved kitchen, washroom, another bathroom. And when it was completed, apparently had enough room to, to get along with. We had a group of cows, as I remember when I was much younger, again from probably my earlier years up until almost high school, we had half a dozen cows that the older brothers would milk. And as I grew older and the responsibility fell on my shoulders, 
arguments were louder and louder all the time to get rid of the cows, and we finally did. That was one thing that I really disliked doing was to milk the cows and feed them and do those things that are associated with uh, a group of cows. Now, I'm approaching again the busy intersection of town, and it's getting close to shut-off time probably on this tape, so for now I'll shut down and continue tomorrow or whenever.